<clears throat> okay, we're recording. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Ben, and I'm in New York. And my name is Addy, and I'm in London, United Kingdom. United Kingdom. And welcome to Nice Guy Deep Dive, where Addy and I take a deeper dive into things that we think are interesting. Um, and hopefully you will too, right? So <laughs> that's kind of the goal. Um, anyway, so today's topic, this is Addy brought this up. Um, we're going to talk about anger and maybe we're going to focus it on maybe how men deal with anger in various situations. Um, and maybe we'll even get into how we learn about anger and learn how to deal with anger when we're kids. And especially as uh, nice guys, you know, we kind of process anger a little bit differently. At least I do. But um, I want to start here, though, Addie. It's like, yeah, so this kind of came out of a, out of a chat that uh, four friends basically had yesterday. And Addie, you kind of lost your shit. Um, and <laughs> you kind of did. I did, I did. Right, you own it, you own it. So uh, let's talk about that, man. What, I know you, so this is your topic. So what did you want to talk about uh, anger? what do you want to say? Yeah, so this is something actually I've been thinking about for, well, I think the last week I was thinking about something related to, I guess, how to express negative emotions. And yesterday's, like, yesterday's conversation with, uh, with me, Ben, a couple of friends of ours. Yeah, we don't need to uh, say their names, but. You know, we don't, we don't, want, we don't <laughs> get into their names, but, but one of them, he said something, the conversation was about dating, and he said something which actually didn't really vibe with my inner, I guess, my inner beliefs. And I thought it was a kind of a limiting belief that he had. And and he, he he's a guy that sometimes I, I feel that like, you know, I mean. Well, it's, that's not, it's, I mean, honestly, you know, you and I both know this isn't about anything he did. Yes. So yes, why don't we yes. move on it, from it, that? It's more about me. So basically something he said triggered me and my reaction was like, oh, like it was like, oh, you're an ass. That's that's basically what my reaction was at that point. And Ben, who was on the call, kindly reminded me that, hey, you know, this is a safe space. Like people are talking, like he will not accept this kind of, uh, I guess, name calling on the call. And I thought that was fair. That was 100% fair. I was out of line. So I did apologize uh, to my friend and to the others on the call and to Ben, right? Uh, but it just got me thinking as to like what actually triggered that within me. And uh, I've, been, I've been like trying to think of this all day as like, you know, what actually it was. And I think it's just, if, if something is, is very much different or very much like an antithesis to what I believe in some, it, 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 or what I really believe strongly. And if someone expresses that at a certain point, like usually I, I, never, I never lose my shit. I'm always very calm, controlled, and Ben knows this, right? But it just so happened that it triggered me at that minute. And something, some emotion arose, which was like, like, oh, this, this is what I used to do. Or this is what was like, you know, my exact thought process X number of years ago. And I just oh, lost it. So you weren't, you weren't even upset at him. You were upset at yourself for ways that you used to think. But it's really interesting though, um, I'm not gonna play armchair psychologist. I will say though, that I had one of my, one of my very first therapists used to say that um, all conversations are selfish, meaning that it's really all about us. 
and your that that conversation was wholly about you and you what's interesting is you went from being angry to making it personal and i i'm kind of curious um I'm kind of curious if you if you knew that was happening at the time, because you were really no, in it. No, I didn't it. at all. I, I I had no idea. I was just I was just angry. And when you're in that state, you just actually you know um, fly off the handle. That's what happened. Yeah. So I know you wanted to. You mentioned something. You gave me some notes or, or earlier. And where are they? There they are. And it's kind of like you were. You, you, what about? So you brought up in the notes, passive aggressive behavior. And I find that interesting that you put that down there. I almost feel like you have this need to tell me about this stuff. So talk to me about passive, uh, talk to me about passive aggressive behavior and then I'll, you know, then you can ask me a question. But right now I feel like, I, since I hadn't seen that side of you before, I mean, I've seen you be passionate in conversations. I've even seen you blown up at this, blow up at the sky, but you went, yeah so far as to like literally get off the call for a moment i think you said you were yeah. going to get tea <laughs> but it was very conveniently timed like i'm getting tea now <laughs> so so what what why do you think you flew off the handle what was it about the anger that you just it was just like uncontained yeah um i think it a it was building at a certain point and once it sort of built I kind of because usually when you do have these thoughts you kind of try to like focus on the discussion instead of on the person and what the person is saying and I think that's where the switch happened for for a second I took my focus away from what he was actually saying and I thought about oh this guy, like, yeah, like, it became really personal because, um, some, this is what I'm wondering. I mean, it's almost like he, this guy gets on the call and you're triggered period full stop. And I'm wondering, because honestly, I, that's what I feel. And I'm wondering if, um, that's almost like a weird kind of covert contract in a sense, because, if this guy's on, if this guy shows up, I'm anticipating that he's going to do A, B, and C, and I'm prepared. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, 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 full, full disclosure, I did call him after the call. You don't hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't need to justify or apologize or even say any of that stuff. That's really not okay. the point, is it? That's that's really not the point of what we're talking about. We're talking about how do nice guys deal with anger. You know, it's like you have what I call a slip up. I mean, I have those two where I, I had one. I, mine come out in like really kind of messed up emails where I literally want to kill the person in my email. <laughs> and sometimes, I mean, sometimes I can stop myself and sometimes I can't. And every time I send an angry email, I regret it 100%. I mean, I just sent one last week. It was very, it wasn't that much. It was angry. It's that it was really kind of angry. <laughs> it wasn't like yelling, not everything in all caps, but 
And to be honest with you, that never serves me well. And I probably lost a potential client because of it. But I felt, I mean, without the but, that's just kind of how it is. But I'm wondering, like, when I was working at Brooks Brothers, there was uh, the manager above me. I wouldn't go into a burning building to save if I could, right? That's the level of vitriol I had for this person. And if I knew she was going to be there, I was already triggered when I left my door. So at any sign of anything she said, I was already at level 10, right? And yeah. the best thing that happened to me is when COVID happened and I was kind of taken out of that situation because I couldn't deal with it. Where that yeah. kind of anger, I, I mean, I've, I've been in therapy. I've worked on my anger. I've, uh, I have a book uh, somewhere on anger management, but it was, I just don't know how to, once I'm in it, I don't know how to get out of it. And that's kind of, I don't know if that's a nice guy thing. I don't know if that's how, maybe because I didn't have good avenues for anger. And, you know, in my family, we went from zero to 60 very quick. You know, it was very, very quick. Everybody was very hot-headed in my family. And, you know, growing up, that's how I thought we, that's how I thought people communicate. I'm like, oh, that's how people talk because that's what you do as a child, right? That's what you see. Mommy and daddy fight, everybody yells, that's what's happening, right? So I guess the, I don't know what, I don't know where we go from here because there's so many different aspects of anger. You talk about uh, how does it affect, um, you have a question, it's very general. How does it affect certain people disproportionately? That's too general for me. That's very socio, that's very, so that's like academic and I don't really want to talk about academic. I want to talk about more personal stuff. So how does your anger affect other people? Like, how do you think the other people felt in the room yesterday when you got angry? I know how I felt. How do you, how, yeah. what is your perception of how people felt? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt people just like, People were surprised, A, that I reacted so strongly. I think that was the first emotion, right? The second emotion was actually uh, trying to realize as to why I was being uh, so loud or like why I was expressing it this way. Like, because they had never seen that or never seen me be like that before. So it'd be like, huh, that I never expected that person would get so angry at this. And the third thing was they kind of felt that essentially they were being talked over or like they didn't have yeah. any input yeah. just because I was uh, often like my own thing, right? Yeah, I mean, and, that's, I, a, that's a really good way to describe it. It's funny at a time, and I'm guilty of this, is the need to be right, right? And I find that a lot of, a lot of things with nice guys is that need to be, the need to be right. And that's exactly what I thought. It's like, I felt, I was like, oh man, he really wants to prove his point. Not only does he want him to prove his point, he wants the other guy to say, yes, you are right. You are smart. You are, you are, right? That's exactly what I, I got from all of that. Um, yeah, I think and, that, and honestly, in, in that moment, that's actually what I want. In, in Just in that moment, like if that was what the outcome would have been, I would have calmed down immediately. But then the point is that, 
yeah, like no one's going to give you that if you're, if, if you're going to be like, you know, being loud and you're going to talk over them. They're not going to give you that. What do you think it is, though, that need to be right? And, and if you can talk from like your point of view as opposed to they and them and. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's probably comes down to A, working in an industry where you're kind of supposed to have all the answers. Uh, so just for, for, for context, I work in, uh, well, it's basically fraud detection. So a lot of the times the questions I, I, I get asked, like the expectation is that I'm going to provide the right answer. And I kind of pride myself on being able to figure that out. And I'm pretty good at figuring that out fast. Mm-hmm. And I think it stems from doing that quite a lot. And then you see it kind of like, you know, moves on more to your interaction with friends, which is what yesterday was. And I mean, for me, the, um, the need to be right for me was, or I can't say is, I don't, I don't not like that. I don't, I will say 2019 and before I would say, yeah, I was guilty of a lot of needing to be right. But what it was is I needed for me that equaled respect and it equaled, um, well, really respect. I mean, I liked being the smartest guy in the room, right? I really did. I liked knowing things. Um, and I liked not only knowing them, but sharing them, (laughs) but letting other people know how much I know, but it was never really, I mean, but when I look back at that, it's, it's very destructive and it puts people off especially because there are ways to know things and ways to know things. And mine was a very arrogant way. Like, I know this, why don't you? That kind of a thing, right? Uh, So, I mean, I understand you need to be right at work. Everybody needs to be right at work. When their boss comes to them, we all wanna have the right answers. Um, Work is one thing, but I still think the basic reasons behind wanting to be right is work, personal, it doesn't really matter. I think those needs are still there, regardless of our situation. I just wonder yeah. what, what makes it, what triggers you that admit? I know it triggers me when I'm being, when I'm being disregarded or disrespected. That triggers, well, used to trigger me. I treat it differently now, but that's what was, that's what used to trigger me. Um, and you probably saw this, and I'll say this for anybody who's listening in the uh, from the normal Mr. Nice Guy meeting on Wednesday. I was so guilty of doing that in my um, reflections, right? <laughs> Needing to be the guy who knew stuff, because right? yeah. I wanted people to see me as a guy who knows stuff. And the only thing I did, I didn't help anybody. No, I helped nobody because honestly, that's such a turnoff, and I just hurt my own case. Because that, that would be like, oh, there he goes again, right? So anyway, that's, yeah. that was about that. But what, what triggers you? What, what, was, what actually was that trigger yesterday? Was it really just that this person was saying something? Or because I don't think he was saying anything that controversial about dating. But you kind of really took it as personal, like a personal affront. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a combination of me having believed that exact thing in the past and actually, you know, working to come out of it and figuring out that what he was actually saying 
in in my opinion, is not something that that is valid or that that's not true for me. Oh, but it was valid to you. It's it that you said that used to be how you think, and now you don't anymore. Yeah. So 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 now it's no longer valid to me. So, and I used to struggle with the exact same thoughts. So for me, what happens is then that like actually seeing that history of like oh I used to make the exact same. Oh, uh, okay, I get it. So and we, and. And plus, when he was, he was saying something, it kind of became like, okay, you know, I was already in that zone. And then he, I think he said, let me finish or there's something, he interrupted me or something, because I was probably being too loud. And that was that moment of like, I, I like, oh, who the hell are you to interrupt me? That's, right. that's what it became. That, that, that was that trigger. That was like, who the hell are you to interrupt me? And yeah. what have you done to interrupt me? Or like, or, or like, if, if, so if, some, if you're if you're telling that uh, I've, I've solved this problem and I found a solution to this, right? And I'm trying to give you my perspective, and at that point you're interrupting me. That that's when I personalized it more than anything else. Yeah, that's that's really true. It's it's like um, if I if I remember correctly, this was because we were talking about dating, and he had this kind of rating system. Uh, this one out of 30, right? Which was interesting. <laughs> so, God, I hope he's not going to watch this because we're not talking bad about you. Please, if you're watching about it, this isn't about you. We're talking about a circumstance. I hope you please yes. know that. So, um, I just, <laughs> I think it's so interesting <laughs> is that, you know, I personally don't think whatever you got angry about is actually settled within you because settled issues don't cause that kind of anger. I know for me, my anger, I get angry when I feel powerless. Hmm. When I get, when I feel powerless, I actually have dreams that I'm supposed to go to the airport and I can't get there. Um, I'm supposed to um, get somewhere and I don't know how to work my phone, right? right? So I have these, so when I'm feeling powerless, that's when I'm most, that's when I'm most, at my most volatile, mm. if that makes sense. I mean, that's what, that's kind of like my kryptonite in a sense. And here yeah. I am as an entrepreneur in a small business and, you know, there's nothing but powerlessness for the most part. That's why I have a business coach, right? So I can take control of what I control and kind of drive that forward. Yet still, there's so many things out of my control, but what I've actually learned is to let those things be out of my control. You know, it's like, yeah. a, it's like, what you know, in a 12 step, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the wisdom to know the difference of the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. That's a big one. That's a really big, um, big thing. Yeah. Anger's a bitch, man. Especially if it's, <laughs> because honestly, it's like, have you ever blown up like that at work? ever uh, at work uh once just once that i can remember in the past six seven years and it what happened with a colleague and and the colleague was like oh yeah he was always i guess we had a significant rivalry we had a very strong rivalry and he was always like you know doing sneaky things and he was trying to do stuff like behind my back and like you know just 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 a, a very bad. Oh, these are your perceptions, though, right? Did you catch? No, he him? was. He was. Hundred percent. Like that. Like, well, my boss had said it. My like, you know, 
boss's boss has was aware of it they're all aware of it oh interesting and okay. and so, so so it was actually there was actually at one point where he was saying something and because he was like he was more senior than me so essentially but he was at that point a little bit insecure because i was doing something that kind of overlapped with what he was doing and i tried to talk to him about it a few times but he never listened like he never wanted to talk about it at all and he was just like like very rigid i want to do things my way and at some point uh he was saying something and i just cut him in the meeting like in front of everyone i was like hey can can you can you just stop what you're saying is totally nonsense it doesn't make any sense absolutely at all this is just a waste of time can i can i go and say this because everyone knew what he was on about was just repeating himself he was not really trying to take any input so when i said that like people were taken aback because they didn't expect me to be that direct and that confrontational in front of like seven people and people who were superiors and at that point like my boss took me aside he calmed me down and he was like hey, this is not how you should be talking i was like Spencer, I, I get who's my boss. Well, I should not be saying names, but anyway, I was like, "Hey, I, I, this, this is this is something that I don't like. You know, think is acceptable at all, and I don't think it's even like you know worth our time to be listening to this." Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, you know, we, we get it, but it's it was, it was a big like you know uh, political thing because like they didn't want to offend the steam all these sort but of." But how did how did what was so you were yelling. No, I wasn't yelling. I was not yelling at all. I was just direct and I was very very raise your voice. I didn't. I, you were just I, talking I, I, like I, this. Yes, I was like, "Hey, what you're saying? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever." This is Why a total boss, waste of time. And you said your boss pulled you aside because you were being calm and direct? That's no, because I, I was I was being I was being calm and direct, but I was being rude in that sense. Oh, rude. Talking to someone who was a little bit senior to me, but I was being rude. Was there any consequence? Yeah, I was uh, I was almost fired several times from this from Brooks Brothers. I just ah, really? you know that the worst part about it is not only did she make my life miserable, she knew she did, and she enjoyed that. So it, I was there was really no win for me, and um, that's what was so hard. I mean, honestly, when. When we got shut down, I was very, very happy to be honest with you. When we got shut down for COVID, I was really, really grateful in that sense because I knew I'd never have to see that person again. Um, it didn't, but see, the thing is though, it didn't resolve anything. I haven't had that kind of anger because I work for myself. I'm in my apartment. I chat with people over Zoom. The only angry anger I get is if something happens within my apartment, and then it's just my cats who see me. Nobody. They don't, and they don't really care as long as I feed them and you know water them. They can give a shit. They're cats. <laughs> Let me ask you something. You also brought up here about adolescent anger, and you're, it was like the impact of unexpressed uh, adolescent anger for nice guys, and its uh, manifestations. So, what do you want to talk about regarding? Like your adolescence, and did you have the ability to be angry as an adolescent when you were a teenager? Or- uh, not, no, not not really. I mean, I don't think I did have have. I didn't really express much anger as a teenager. I was just very. Were you just not angry, or did you never? Did you not have? Were you never angry? I was angry, but I would never express it. So what did you do instead? It got. It had to go somewhere. Where to go? Yeah, I mean, I think it just. 
kind of um well it went a lot into like my music like i used to play guitar in university so i went a little bit over there and it went into like obviously a bit of relationship Wait, you're talking about university like an undergraduate degree wait 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 i'm talking about that's not adolescence i'm talking about when you were like 9 10 11 12 13 oh yeah even, even, even at that point even at that point i was uh the same like i would never really express anger and i think that probably went in uh yeah yeah and I, that, that probably went in like being good at other stuff like i used that as motivation to be better at actually uh studying and just be better at you never you know, threw you know. a tantrum you never threw a fit you were just like like zen master i am angry but i'm going to go focus on something seriously yeah i was i was very rarely angry it's so funny it sounds so funny but that is actually very true what made you bring this up then you wrote this down as something we should talk about what what made you bring that up yeah because i feel that i probably should have got more angry you know why why would you want why why because at that age you're kind of supposed to well i'm not supposed to but like you're supposed to be a little bit more you know um have thoughts about like oh like i i don't like the way things are going or i don't like what my teachers are telling me or i don't like what my parents are telling me right and you have like a bit of a rebellious phase and you listen to i don't know grunge music or whatever <laughs> but 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 overall i would definitely say that it's easier um to have that that outlet to express that and i never did so maybe you did because you didn't you didn't learn how to is what you're saying yeah yeah and i, and I, never, yeah. I never felt safe how to like i felt like if i was too angry like i don't know what repercussions i would have as a child yeah so you got angry you just never expressed it yes see i was I'll say this, I was the complete opposite. My whole family never met an emotion it didn't express. So, which is, but it's still no good. I mean, it's yeah. still no good because then it's about inappropriate uh, expression, which is what I would do What I would do now as a grown person at a job that I love to have inappropriate expressions of anger or whatever. So I guess that's interesting. At least that's interesting to me yeah, because we have like totally different approaches to this and like totally it's, different, well, uh, you know, uh, like ways of expressing anger, especially when we were uh, adolescents, right? Yeah, but the thing is, though, I mean, I think that really did me a complete disservice, though. Because I entered the world thinking that everybody expresses emotions that way. And that mm. and I had to learn the hard way that it's, it's not done that way. And yeah. um, that's been a long lesson um, learned over many, 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 many years. I mean, I, I mean, I'm even through the last, even through the last several years, it's still learning that same lesson over and over and over and over again about emotion express, expressing your emotions. And um, it's so funny. I don't know if there's even an answer for this. Because as a child, your your parents are it, and yeah. if you're lucky to have parents who understand how to deal with emotions and how to express them in a positive, not positive, but in a more helpful manner, then you're lucky. 
But if you're not, that's still all you know, and you have to kind of suck it up until you're able to meet other people and try and figure it all out. Does that make sense? Yeah, sense? 100%, 100%. I mean, it just reflects in like, you know, the relationships you have when you become an adult and just interactions with the people. I mean, it's just very, very, um, it really frames your worldview or like frames like your lens with which you view relationships sometimes. And then what do you think is appropriate and inappropriate? 100%. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I looked at my marriage as I looked at my parents' marriage for my marriage. And like, oh, they mm -hmm. argued, I'll argue. Oh, they fought, I'll fight. You know, thinking that that's just how it's done. You know, I still was, I mean, even in 2016, I still didn't have it figured out. So, you know, it's so funny because I'm just, there's a, one of my favorite books is called The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Peck. And one of the things he talks about is that if you don't get what you need in childhood, you are forever searching for it and you will never find it, but you're always searching. Wow. That's, that's I know it awesome sounds pretty, idea. but it sounds pretty, it's almost pretty sad in a sense, because if you're it's never going to find yeah. it, why, why search for it? But the fact is, is that we need it. You know, it's like people who aren't loved as kids will always search for love. And even when they get it, they won't know it. And they keep searching. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's, it's that kind of a yeah. thing. And um, I first read that book when I was 17. And it's really true. It's I've always been I've been on a constant quest for, I guess, respect for, you know, for being acknowledged that I exist. You know, because that's really what it's about. I see you, you see me, right? Yeah. I'm not somebody you just yell at. You're not somebody I yell at, that kind of a thing. Did you, did you feel that, I guess, you were always fighting for respect when you were young? Like you were oh, fighting sure. with your oh, family for respect? Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know it then, but I was, I didn't, I didn't know it then, but I, I believe I always was. I think that's why I really went into you know, I started painting and I started singing and, and being on stage because the moment I'm on stage, everybody, my family and friends would be like, ooh, right? So you get that, you get that thing you're craving, but doing something for that thing, like, you know, doing something for the high is never a good thing. But, um, you know, who knew? I didn't know anything back then, but I, I know it now, but I didn't know it back then, so yeah. I think I've always been on that quest, um, even into my adult years, even in my into my adult years. Yeah. How about yeah. you? Yeah, I mean that's that, that's very interesting, and I think that's like, yeah, for for me. And if I were to try to think of like what I am probably fighting for, or at least what I would be looking for, is to find the appropriate outlet for that. And I think a lot of that manifests in me trying out creative things and me trying out different things because like with my music and with like you know I mean just this whole bunch of things at work and all the side projects that I'm doing I'm always looking for the right outlet to actually create something or at least just to express what I really you know uh, feel and and, and, and the, the fact that he just brought that up 10 minutes ago I, I do hope I find it but I mean if the, that's the yeah. book and that's the yeah. philosophy it's like Okay, you're trying well, this to find is one. This is one guy. Realize it, this is one book and one guy. I mean, true. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense to me. It doesn't have to make sense to you, but um, maybe it does. Um, 
Yeah. I was gonna. Th- I was just thinking of something now. I can't remember what it is. Um, I'm gonna pause this for one second. <laughs> We're back. I had to take some aspirin, so I put us on pause. Um, not that he gives me a headache. Not that Addy gives me a headache, but. <laughs> but you know what I was thinking about? It's like all of this quest for appropriate emotions, I guess, doesn't mean you can't have the occasional slip up, right? Like I have, you know, like I said, I sent that email this week that I kind of wish I didn't do, but I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm a human being. I did something. I don't like it. I'll apologize. If I don't, I, it wasn't that bad, but I'm just saying there there are things that just happen and you get angry and you have human emotions and hopefully the other person on the other end will understand that sometimes they don't and that's a shame but that's about that becomes about them at that point but um you know being a human being we're going to get it wrong more often than not and i think that's okay i mean it's not an excuse but i think it's okay yeah, it again goes back to the idea of like, you know, always wanting to be right or the, or, or do things the right way, at least. And I mean, and, and when you do screw up, like I screwed up yesterday, yeah. uh, it, it, it's, it, it's not more about like you screwing up. It's about how you react to it. Let's say mm-hmm. if I had finished the call and I had not apologized to my friend or not apologized to you or anyone, if I had just been like, or if I just hung up and left, right? Because I mean, for, for a second, you were wondering like that I, has Addy left? Like, has he just gone? Has he not really, you know? Yeah, that's true, I did. I, I texted you, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Th- but then I realized like, hey, let me join back in, right? I, 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 I screwed up, so I'm going to apologize and I'm going to continue. And we had a somewhat decent conversation afterwards. So at yeah. least I managed to salvage that from the experience. And I guarantee you the next time we chat, nobody will even think about it. Just one of those things, you know, but I was also, I had a, I had a, um, not really an argument. I had a disagreement with another meetup that I was in. I think I told you about this. Anyway, um, I actually did leave the meetup because I was very, very upset. And um, when I tried to get back in to the next meetup, I, you know, I said to the, the leader of the meetup, I said, listen, I will, I will happily apologize for my behavior, but at the same time, I think I'm owed an apology because I was treated poorly and I think that's fair. And she said, no, and you can leave. And I was like, well, okay. But so there are always like, you know, I got angry, I left, I wanted to apologize, but I also wanted them to acknowledge their part in it. She said, no, and now I don't go to the meetup anymore. Consequences, right? Consequences. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. and when we have emotional blowups, we have to face there are going to be consequences. And 100%. being 100%. a being an adult, you just got to accept those consequences, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes the screw up is is like is, yeah, that's not something that's gonna stick with people, right? Or that's something that's gonna really color uh their perspective towards you. They're they're just gonna think like, oh yeah, this guy's well, unreasonable. But it's totally it's also possible that it does. You know, it's also possible that you you happen to say something that triggered them. And even though you thought it was about you, they thought it was about them. And they're like, that happens too. I mean, you, I still think you got to be true to yourself and be authentic and admit when you're wrong. And if the other person 
doesn't want to accept that apology. You, there's nothing you can really do about it. I feel like we're straying, but that's probably because I have a really bad headache right now. Um, <laughs> so I feel like my brain is like only on two cylinders right now. But um, what do you say we call it a day on this topic? And um, we'll, uh, yeah. are you cool I mean, with we've that? Actually, we've actually explored it quite a bit. Like we've gone into a lot of different okay. facets of like where the anger actually came from and how it impacts I guess, different areas of our life and how it's impact us personally. I think we've actually gone into quite a bit of uh, depth and, and, and I'm sure if any, like, you cool. know, anyone's watching, they're, they're going to like, you know, take much more uh, or they take something out of this and, and, and hopefully uh, cool. be able to apply it to their own life if, if, it, if it's applicable. Awesome. So, um, so let me just say uh, goodbye and thank you for watching uh, Nice Guy Deep Dive. My name is Ben, I'm in New York. My name is Adi, and I'm in London, United Kingdom, as United always. Kingdom. And, uh, anyway, uh, thank you so much. This will um, we'll be back with another one next week. I'm not sure what our topic is going to be, but hopefully it'll be something as good as this. All right, everybody, thank you so much, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.